Are you an entrepreneur, small business owner, author, or artist? What makes you stand out? What makes your brand truly exciting? What's your difference? Welcome to the podcast that's designed to help you build your difference with your audience. Join us on this episode of the Build Your Difference podcast. Welcome to the Build Your Difference podcast. This is episode 12. My name is Pierre Walters, and I'm the senior producer here at Blue Artist. And I'm joined today with Miss Courtney Hurst, our public relations team lead. How are you doing, Courtney? Well, hey, I'm doing really well. How are you doing, Pierre? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I'm really excited because March is all about something that I think is uh, too under-discussed, and that is... Uh, how companies like ours and like uh, the, those that are you know owned by those that are listening to this to this podcast can better meet the emotional needs of our customers. And so this week we're talking about how do customers actually vote? And this is interesting because this was this is right off the question that you left us with last week, Courtney. Do customers vote with their emotions or with their money? Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I do. And actually, you know, I was just doing some research. Remember how at the beginning of the year, you and I had our, our New Year's resolutions and mine was to read in the mornings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just actually, hot off the press, read from the Advertising Research Foundation that the emotion of likability is the measure most predictive of whether an advertisement will increase a brand's sales. So whether you're in PR or marketing, make sure that you're likable. We know it makes a difference. The Advertising Research Foundation already said so. Wow. Wow. Okay. That uh, deserves further discussion. But before we go any further, I just want to remind you, if you're listening, that at Blue Artists, we recently unveiled a brand new initiative that we're calling uh, Build Your Brand for Authors. So if you are an author, if you have written a book, or if you are looking to write a book, uh, you, you, you understand that the most important thing in getting your book sold is building that brand, not just around your book, but around, around you as an author. And just like Courtney just said, and like we're going to discuss on this uh, episode of Build Your Difference, it really is about being liked, because that really is actually very important. So if you want to build a brand that's going to uh, show audiences that, hey, you know what, they might like what you've got, they might like what you've written, uh, then then why don't you contact us? We're really excited about this. It, it, it's an all-inclusive publishing, uh, publishing service, and you can learn more about it if you visit us online at blue-artists.com. Okay, Courtney, so I'm I'm so thrilled because we got a really awesome uh piece of uh listener feedback to your question from last week and I want to go ahead and read that to you. Okay, here we go. Uh this is from Mr. Frederick Whiten. He's the CEO of Because Mentoring Works. And he said in response to our question from last week, I believe it's a combination of both. When customers are facing uh, when customers are faced are faced with a strong stimulant like a good sale, a rare item, or both, they forget the wallet and they make it happen. Impulse takes over economy. Okay, Courtney, mm-hmm. what do you think? You know, he's really right on the money. They've done MRI scans or neuroimagery, if you will, and they've actually watched the brains of customers when they're getting ready to make a, a purchase or when they're evaluating between different brands, and 
the brain scans actually show that consumers primarily use emotions, their personal feelings, their experiences, rather than information such as brand attributes, features, facts, when mm. making that decision to buy or not to buy. Wow. So, okay. So in, in practical terms, how do we actually vote? Like, how, how do we actually do this? Um, so uh, to kind of dig into this, I'm going to start with just my personal experience, okay? And then I want you to help me sort of bring this into the science behind the, the marketing strategy. Now, I know when I go to a store, I try first and foremost to have in my mind what I want. So I'm not going there aimlessly. So I go to a store and I know, okay, what I want is a new tie. Now, when I get into the the uh, tie rack area and I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking at all the different ties, um, then I'm, I'm taking a couple things into consideration. Which ones do I actually like as far as the design and which one is within my budget? Now, what ends up happening is I will find one that is in, that is within my budget, but I don't like as much as one that is not within my budget and in fact exceeds my budget. And I will be faced with a decision, which is do I buy the one that I can afford and uh, but I'm not quite as happy with, or do I buy the one that I know I'll be happy with, but I can't quite afford? And after mulling it over, I almost always choose the one that I can't afford, but I know I'm going to like. Okay, now, Courtney, what just happened? You made an emotional decision. You justified it as filling a need, but you actually ended up filling a want. Hmm. Okay. Um, wow. You know, they actually show that uh, brands have a personality. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about PR being a, a relationship with, you know, a, a brand and and a customer, mm-hmm. you know, and us not owning the brand per se. And, and brands have personalities. And so the research reveals that consumers perceive the same type of personality and characteristics in brands that they do in you or me or other people they're friends with. And so they're going to be attracted to um, say, say mothers like Tylenol because the ads show you love your little one. You're the one who wakes up at midnight when she has an earache. Blah, blah. You know, and they have this lulling yourself to sleep voice that says, I understand. I've rocked my little one to sleep too. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It may not have even been a mom who created the commercial, but you feel like it. You feel like you relate <laughs> to the mom behind the commercial and she's yeah. not there. Yeah. And the so, actors. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Perception mm-hmm. is reality. Perception. Now you preach that. You really do. You preach that all the time. And it's just sometimes it's a marvel to me when I, when I see that in practice because it sounds abstract as, as a thought process, but it's just so true. So, okay. And advertising research also reveals that emotional response to mm-hmm. an ad has far greater influence on a consumer's reported intent to buy a product than does an ad's content. The factor is three to one. Oh, wow. So, 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 so okay. whatever it is that you do, uh-huh. have the emotional impact in there, but don't wait till the last 10 seconds of your 30 second commercial. Lead with the why. Lead with the emotion, and you've got them hook, line, and sinker. Lead with why. Lead with why. Not with what, not with how, not even with the price, but with Mm -mm. why. Why Lead with why, because then you're going to be tapping into your niche market. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, talk about how. Because if you ask a question, Pierre, how would you go about painting an elephant pink? 
Your mind saw that. <laughs> Your brain answered the question for me just then. Yeah. And if you've already answered the question, you've already answered the how, then the what is a no da. All mm. you have to do is slap over the credit card. Courtney, earlier today, you shared with me a story as we were discussing about this, and it was it involved two chicken and, and how people uh, made an emotional choice. What was that story? Okay, so this research was actually performed by the University of Texas, and they had two groups of people. Both groups were shown two pictures, and the pictures were the same. So group A and group B were shown the same two pictures. And the first picture was a healthy, beautiful, plump, full of feathers, white chicken. Gorgeous creature. It looked healthy, vibrant. And the second picture was the most grotesque-looking chicken you've ever seen in your life. You might not even call it a chicken. Mm. It was bright red. It was missing its feathers. It's, that, that red, gross stuff around the face was just really distorted. It was missing wings. It was, it was ugly. Oh, my it goodness. It was repulsive. And they showed this to both groups of people, but they described the animals differently. The, the second chicken, the grotesque, ugly-looking one, they were told that it had been abused, mm. that it had been given hormones, that it had been held in captivity, but its meat tasted amazing. Mm. It, it, it just tasted great. Like, this is, this is Mama's Home Pride cooking. You want the <laughs> ugly chicken if you want it to taste any good. And if you buy the, if you buy the pretty chicken that's fluffy, it's not going to taste so good. Mm. But... It's a healthy chicken. It's free range, and it wasn't abused with hormones and stuff. Which one are you guys going to buy? And that first group of people was told, I'm going to buy the healthy chicken because, well, we don't stand for abused creatures. You know, of course, it's the prettier of the two. Mm -hmm. And everybody said, oh, yeah, 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 emotional <laughs> response. We're going we're gonna to buy the pretty white chicken yeah. because well, it doesn't taste as good, but it's healthier and it hasn't been abused. Yeah, and, well, right? and that's, a, that's an easier decision to make, I think, because it, visually, right, it's, it's appealing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Okay, exactly. so let's go on with the second, the second example now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they flipped it for the next group. Same two pictures, same stories, but... That, uh, that, that, that red chicken that we were talking about, mm -hmm. the one that's missing its feathers and deformed and has protuberances from its body, <laughs> they were told that that one had been treated really nicely. That, quite frankly, it had free range and a good life. And the white chicken was abused. It had hormones. Oh, no. It was not free rage. It was held in a cage its whole life. Awful life. Awful, awful existence. Which one are you going to buy? Oh, no. <laughs> and everybody said, we're going to buy the white chicken. Wait, so, at the wait, end wait. Of the day, their whoa, whoa. logic, wait, wait. their Courtney. changed. Courtney, everyone said they're going to buy the white chicken. Everybody said they're going to white chicken. Even though, even though they knew that it was uh, uh, grown with hormones. Yes. Unreal. And so the emotions changed, mm -hmm. but they wanted what they wanted. Mm -hmm. It didn't mm. matter because visuals matter. Mm. Visuals tell a story, kind yeah. of like with Blue Artists. Help, let's help, help tell your story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, it was an emotional response, and you could track those emotions that violently swung the opposite direction, even though both groups said they wanted the white chicken. Mm -hmm. mm. That's okay. That is powerful.
And that, that explains why, you know, despite us knowing, and I, I'm guilty of this, so I, I can say this, that despite knowing the, uh, the perceived atrocities, you know, with, with the food over at McDonald's, I, every now and again, I'm a willing customer. I mean, I, I am. Because it, I just want the taste. I just want it. I just taste good. Like, I don't but care. You know, but but you know what? What if? What if it was the white chicken? What was the first group? It's the white chicken. It tastes a little less great, but this is doing a service for for the environment. Mm-hmm. Then you've got yourself a Starbucks. You've got a group of coffee people who say we support the environment. We recycle. We do fair trade coffee. And we're giving you the prettier chicken. Mm-hmm. Or a Chipotle. Oh. You know, because that's that's their whole thing, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, okay, so, and by the way, Chipotle released one uh, television advertisement, um, from what I understand. Uh, and that one t- t- uh, TV ad was just... Uh, about the sort of farm experience that their that their produce goes through before ending up at at their restaurant, and mm. they didn't deal with any of the you know have you had your break today stuff or from McDonald's or uh, whatever McDonald's does now. Uh, I love I, something. I love to see you smile or something. I don't know what their thing is, but they did not appeal to those sort of. Uh, emotions, they appeal to exactly what you're talking about to the, hey, you know what? We're doing the right thing. We are, we're on the moral high ground here. And, uh, it's just, it's interesting to see that actually play out. So here's my question for you, Courtney. How do we leverage our customers? Okay. For our businesses, uh, how do we leverage our customers' voting practices into our business strategy? What do we have to look for? And how do we have to go about, um, presenting our message. What what okay. what tips do you have for us there? Okay. Well, at the end of the day, you always want to be honest. You can tailor things, but don't 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 flat out lie to your customer, please. I'm begging you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad things happen. So for all of you listening, do not lie to your customer. But you do have the ability to tailor things that um, that link up to them to to their to their emotions. You fit an emotional need. You're not just selling a product. You're selling. Uh, an emotional product as well, mm-hmm. if you if you get me. And so there are six areas you can touch on, and one is greed. If I make the decision now, I'll be rewarded. Um, fear. Um, you see a lot of insurance commercials like that. Um, mm-hmm. Tornado could come and blow your house away, so quit by twenty your policy and give me your money, even though there's never been a tornado in your county. Mm. <laughs> um, altruism. You know, we just talked about that with Starbucks or with Chipotle. You know, the chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, altruism, feeling like you're making a difference to help other people. You'll give a little bit extra extra money, perhaps, especially if the product looks nice. Mm-hmm. Um, envy is another one. If I don't make a decision now, my competition will win. Is one of the mindsets behind that? Okay. Pride uh, and shame. So okay. there, those are six different areas that particularly. Um, kind of link up with us, uh, Courtney. Uh, what was what was the first one? I, I'm writing these down. What was the first one that you said again? Greed. Greed. Okay, got it. Let me just read this right back to. You. I want to make sure I got it. I want to make sure the listeners got it. So we've got greed, fear, altruism, envy, pride, and shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't mm-hmm. that something? You know, that is a pretty grim list, to tell you the truth. 
Well, and you know, um, you even see some of this when you go, say, say you're walking into Kroger's or Walmart or wherever you go to your grocery store. It's The entire thing is emotional and it has a flow. You have a need to feed, let's say that you're a parent, um, you, you, and you have a fear of your child looking like they're not nourished. You also have pride and you will feel shame if you do not feed your family. And one of the biggest staples in American culture right now is your dairy. You got to go to the back of the store, listen, to the back of the <laughs> store to go get your milk and eggs. So you see everything throughout the entire store as you rummage through it to go to the back, to avoid shame, to keep pride in your family who is well fed so that you can be the envy of all the other mothers at the school. You know, OK, so mm-hmm. you're getting the idea. Mm-hmm. You can clear down to at the at the uh, cash out registry. They have all of the, the little doodads and things that you get to touch and hold and feel and um, gum. I might have bad breath. I don't have bad breath now, but I might have a meeting later this week, so I should have some extra gum uh, in the console of my car or uh, that lint roller that's marked up $2. It really should only be $1.50, but it's mm-hmm. like 4 bucks at the cash register. Um, I don't want anybody seeing me with lint on my clothes, heaven forbid. So let's go ahead and grab those because I might be shamed Mm -hmm. later if somebody sees me like that i have too much pride and i would like to be the envy of my co-workers wow okay so you you get the feel there yeah definitely definitely um so so there are different ways of course that you can use these emotions in in advertising whether it's one-on-one uh and in small businesses of course it's one-on-one to begin with people buy you don't they, Pierre? Yeah, that's that is my mantra, or something I definitely buy into. People do buy you. That's right. I, I actually kind of want to take a pin in what I was talking about and mm-hmm. go kind of to you from your experience. Okay. You, you launched Blue Artists a number of years back, and it's growing. Oh, so we have a team around you now. But back in the day, people bought you. What did you do to sell yourself? What emotions do you think that you put into play? Very good question. Um, well. <laughs> I tried to. I knew that I couldn't. Um, I knew that I couldn't really compete solely based off talent, because, you know, I kind of always felt that I wasn't necessarily the greatest, you know, uh, filmmaker, videographer in the world, and I didn't want that to be the whole thing that I, you know, that I pitched to people as the reason that they should be hiring me, because I always felt like, well, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not Michael Bay, or I'm not, you know, these other. Super, you know, uh, Stanley Kubrick. I'm not those people. I'm just me. And um, I don't want my whole uh, brand campaign uh, to, to be, you know, hire Pierre because he's just so freaking talented. Um, instead, I wanted it to be based off of things that people could actually use. And that, that to me, uh, was uh, things like reliability, honest, transparent, um, ethical. Um, I, I actually think the most important thing that I used as my main, uh, uh, my main voting strategy, if you will, for on behalf of clients was this idea of reliability. I wanted to be the most reliable person uh, that any of my customers would ever come into contact with. And um, so that was not just as far as business, but that was basically every, anything, any interaction that I had with my customers, I wanted it to be based off of this idea of reliability and that we were, uh, me, my team, we were extremely reliable. Now, obviously, that is still the case. We still hold that as a core value. But I think now we're a little bit more 
it, that's not the only thing. We, we were, you know, we we're talking about empathy. We're talking about compassion. We're talking about also creativity. I mean, now we strive to provide a number of different value uh, propositions. But, but to answer your question, starting off for me, the key thing was being reliable. And that alone, I think, is what opened a lot of opportunities because I felt that at the end of the day, when, um, opportunities or when, or, okay, at the end of the day, when projects are basically at the, at the 11th hour, that clients want someone who is reliable more than they want someone who's talented. It's, it's the idea that if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. And there's no gray area there versus if you say you're going to do something, there is a little gray area there. But if you do do it, it'll be amazing. That kind of thing. I didn't want that associated with me or my brand. So there, there you go. I mean, and, and that, and that worked, Courtney. It, it really did work and it shaped, I think, not just the business, mm-hmm. but who I, how I see myself as a person today. Awesome. That's, it's actually really cool to see the evolution of your brand. It started with your personal brand and then you put it into business practice. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. right. So, so I'm going to turn it around and ask you the same question with your business as a public relations professional uh, with Courtney PR uh, and also with your work, obviously, with us at Blue Arts. But you've also done a number of campaigns and a number, a number of uh, public relations um, uh, projects that were uh, out not with our firm. And so with through your business, what is your main uh, voting practice that you share or, or try to inspire in your customers? You know, I started – how do I explain it? My personal mantra is that I bring out the best in you. And that's not to say that my roommate and I don't um, occasionally have a tiff over which direction the toilet paper goes or that when I'm visiting family at Christmas time that we don't get on each other's nerves or whatever the case. I mean, I have my days or my mm-hmm. moments. But it's so much fun for me to bring out the best in you because there are so many gifts and talents I think that are untapped in people and every with 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 every weakness there comes a strength and so for people who I see and I go oh my goodness you're awful it's it's just a reminder that oh my goodness if they have that much bad stuff think of all the good stuff that comes paired with it because for every weakness there comes a strength and vice versa it's mm-hmm. always paired like a a two-pronged muscle if you will there's mm-hmm. two sides to it and so it's allowed me to always keep a a balanced uh, approach if you will but to focus on the positive and building uh using that as building blocks essentially mm-hmm. and so i used that all through school and in my internships and um, it, it's kind of developed the philosophy that everybody has a gift to bring to the table, mm. whether it's a business or a state representative or just somebody who is in the chess club, your local high school, whatever. Mm. Some everybody, you have a gift to bring to the table, and so for me, it's my job, not just on a friend-to-friend basis, but on a professional level, to identify that gift and in the case of small businesses to monetize whatever your gift is that you bring to the table. Mm. Well, okay, listen, I think between you and me, we make a great team. And also, (laughs) I tend to agree. (laughs) And then also, when we throw in our other wonderful associates at Blue Artists, I think we make a fantastic team. Here, so, here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, this was very informative. Uh, I think for me, this was definitely eye-opening. 
I am really looking forward to being more aware and being more conscious about how we uh, how we communicate our brand to our customers so that we can really, I think, take a take advantage of some of these opportunities to have clear communications and opportunity uh, opportunities for our customers mm-hmm. to make voting choices on our behalf. Okay. Well, I mean, in our, favor, it- in our favor. Oh, yeah. Well, Mark Twain said it best. The difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between a lightning and a lightning bug. (laughs) Okay, that's important. That is, you know, Mark Twain is awesome. That is just a really well said antidote or uh, quote. Yeah, quote. That's perfect. And of course, we would like to be the lightning in everybody else's business as well. That's right. And not the lightning bug. So, <laughs> so all right, all right. Let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. This was absolutely fantastic. And as we bring this to a close, I, I want to just remind you: if you're listening to this and you're inspired, and you are really just kind of rocking and feeling with what we're talking about, and you can see how taking practical action for your communication strategy will help to uh, to inspire your customers and your audience to vote in your. Favor. And if you're interested in developing your brand with a team like us over here at Blue Artists, I want to invite you to visit our website because let me tell you something, we can help you. We can help you with your web presence, your public relations, your social media, a creative design for every area of your brand. We are the team that you need. We really believe that and we want to meet you. So I'll tell you what, if you give us a try, if you if you see what it's like to have a team-based brand management approach, we're going to give you your first month for free, okay? And we're also going to offer you a free copy of our book, Prove It With Pictures. Now, Prove It With Pictures costs, uh, what is it, uh, $9.99 uh, in bookstores. So that, that's a, it's a $10 value. You're going to get it absolutely free just for signing up, okay? We want you to experience this, and we really want to help you make the difference in your brand. Now, Courtney, as we wrap this up, what is a question that we can leave with our audience? You know what I, I really want to know from our, from our listeners is what are you doing right now? Not tomorrow, not hope to do. What are you doing right this moment to stimulate or inspire, to boost, to make more vibrant your customer or your audiences um, to make you their next vote? What are you doing right now so that they're voting for you? Mm. Mm. Okay, so listen, that's heavy, and I want you to think about that, and I want you to, to do just like Fred Whiten did, uh, CEO of uh, Because Mentoring Works, and I want you to leave us a message with your answer because we want to feature that in our next episode. So if you want to contact us, you can email us at info at blue artists You can visit us on our website at blue-artists.com or you can check us out on Twitter. And our Twitter handle is BuildDifference. Okay, that's BuildDifference on Twitter. Join our Twitter followers and and engage with, with us in this ongoing conversation on how you can build your difference for your brand. Finally, if you want to leave us a voicemail, and we love your voicemails because we can feature them right here on the site, I mean on the podcast, you can call us at 877-977-2023. Again, that's 877-977-2023. 
two, three. Courtney, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I feel like I've been empowered for another week. Thanks, Pierre. Thank you for listening to the Build Your Difference podcast. This show is produced to keep you motivated, inspired, and pushing forward on the path to brand success. Remember, your brand is defined by your customer, not by you. So be open to the possibilities. Embrace a team approach. Let us help you build a difference that everyone can be proud of. Visit us online at www.blue-artists.com. We'll see you next time.